Welcome to the New Swingers Podcast, the only podcast in the world specifically created for and focused on couples who are new to or curious about the swinger lifestyle. It is for audiences of those age 18 years and older. And though we give our opinions, we are not therapists or mental health professionals, and our opinions are simply our own. So here's the deal. Lots of couples new to the swinger lifestyle have a lot of questions, and they're often nervous or feel insecure. Our mission is to help you answer all of those questions so you can explore the swinger lifestyle comfortably at your own pace and make your sex life sizzle. Our voices have been changed to protect our identities and any email questions of yours that we read will be addressed anonymously to protect your identity as well. And a lot of you ask about wanting to see what June looks like because she sounds so hot. Well, she is hot. And here's how you can see what she looks like. This hot, sexy, gorgeous, former church preschool teacher turned hot swinger wife. Just click the first link in the show notes to check out June's OnlyFans page. You'll get unlimited access to hot, daily, uncensored glimpses of her and her gorgeous 32 D pierced nipples. She gets pretty crazy on there. Just click the first link in the show notes. I'm John. I'm June. And we are naked here in our home studio. <laughs> yes, we are. Because that's what you do when you have a swinger podcast. You record naked. <laughs> It's the way we came out. It's the way we return. Well, unless you're dressed in one of those old man tuxedos and then you're a skeleton because you're buried and then you're still dressed in an old tuxedo. <laughs> anyway, that was weird. And random. Disregard. And random. <laughs> Nothing to do with swinging. But, swing, uh, swing. Swing, swing, swing. Oh, that's Wayne's World. Yeah, every time a pretty lady walks by, he flexes his hips out, his crotch toward her and goes, swing, swing, swing. That's awesome. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about three proven ways to overcome jealousy in the lifestyle. Mm. This is a big fucking problem. This is a monster uh, that we have dealt with. And, you know, I think, I, th- I don't know if you ever entirely stopped dealing with that uh, to some extent. Mm-hmm. But I, I think once you slay the big dragons here, I think um, it gets easier. But the initial monsters you have to murder <laughs> of jealousy and the, the arguing once you get through that uh, it gets a lot easier but yeah uh, getting through that initially most people we talk to in the lifestyle i think they they most of them seemed to have had some sort of knockdown drag out fight not physically not literally but just real big fights in the beginning but they got through it as they learned and better understood each other mm-hmm. yeah because lots of couples struggle with jealousy when they get into the lifestyle, or even after being in it a while. But the battle around jealousy is a battle you can actually win together. And again, in today's episode, we're going to discuss uh, three different ways you and your partner can overcome feelings of jealousy and conflict uh, together so you can both fulfill your hottest sexual fantasies together in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> So the first thing is, I just came back from the gym, so my throat's all scratchy. So if you hear me doing that, um, that's what it is. But so, yeah, we we wanted to find real quick what exactly is jealousy in case we all have our own definition of it. And uh, June's going to read a couple of these here. Okay. So the first one says uh, feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages. Um, Another one says feeling or showing suspicion of someone's unfaithfulness in a relationship. And a third one says fiercely protective or vigilant of one's rights or possessions. 
Yeah, and then one other one that was pretty pretty good was just that first sentence there on this one. Okay, it says, To be jealous is to feel resentment, bitterness, or hostility towards someone because they have something that you don't. Okay, so I, I can see uh, definitely something in the lifestyle there. Um, let's say your partner is trying things out with somebody else for one of the first times, and suddenly, oh, that other person is getting something from my partner that I'm not, and I'm not used to seeing that. Uh, you know, that could be maybe an example of that. And the thing about jealousy, too, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, it's often rooted in some sort of fear or trauma from our past or childhood. This may or may not be true for you. I know, June, for you, that there was always one big, gigantic monster of a fear that was that was feeding uh, your jealousy, which was rooted in fear. Oh, yeah. That came from your childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very, very young um, when my mom and dad got divorced. And um, when they got divorced, I mean, over the years, all I've ever heard about my father from my mom was that he left her for another woman, another woman that was older than him who didn't have kids. So you grew up with what fear that came out of that? Well, just the fear of being left for another woman. Yeah. And and I've dealt with that. I mean, most of our marriage. Yeah. Well, most of your life. Most of my life, too. Including but, our marriage. But yeah, it went into our marriage as well. <clears throat> and what's important to realize is that her her fear that where the jealousy was rooted, if you can call it that, it was rooted in an experience that she had no control over and that I actually had nothing to do with. We didn't meet till you know, 20-some years later. Mm-hmm. And so... I knew it didn't actually have anything to do with me. If you if you can understand that about your partner, the real the real thing that's that's the enemy within that's causing the trouble is probably not is probably not the thing you're saying. It's probably the deeper root of the thing you're saying. Yeah. And if you can understand that, because that's how human beings are wired. If you can understand that about your partner, if you can both understand that about each other. You're going to be way ahead of the game. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Another thing uh, I heard, I'm actually listening to this this book right now, uh, uh, this audio book. It's called The Ethical Slut. <laughs> I like the name. <laughs> I saw the name and I'm like, I don't care what it's about. I'm listening to it. <laughs> so I go to the gym and I'm listening to it. One of the things they said in there was, um, you know, jealousy is projecting our own uncomfortable feelings onto other people. Hmm. That could be one way of looking at it. And I, I think it's true, though, because something makes us uncomfortable. So we get mad at other people. And because something we realized is that, you know, in our culture, we're taught when we get married, we become, quote unquote, one. We become one, like the two colors of sand you pour in the same jar and mm-hmm. then you can't unmix them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what You know, that's often a church or religious thing. But what people often fail to realize is. That's not a literal thing. That's not like your your female body with 34 double Ds is not my physical body as a man. Like, yeah, we, we become kind of one as a union, but our bodies are not literally, literally one. We are still two very individual human beings. Yes. With individual desires and wants and needs and hangups and feelings and frustrations and 
but that's not how either one of us were raised. No. Especially me. Yeah. We were raised, and you marry, you're with that person and only that person for the rest of your life. And if there's anything in you or the person you marry that doesn't line up with, let's say in our case, what the church said, uh, you're, bo- you're both evil and you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, That's like the shutdown response. It's like there is no conversation. You know, my, my thought on that, and we can do a podcast on religion sometimes, uh, sometime, but I always thought, you know, if God made us this way, why is it our fault? If you made us to desire multiple people and to love people and to have sex with each other, if if we're bad for that and he made us, like, why are we on the hook for his fuck up? Yeah. Like if, yeah, Ford Motor Company screws up the next Mustang and uh, they do a bunch of recalls, is that, do you just destroy all the Mustangs? Well, no. Because it's the car's fault that it was made that way? No. <laughs> you look at the manufacturer, the creator, and you go, oh, you must have made a flaw there because apparently this is wrong and not supposed to be working. Well, anyway, and we're not going into that today. But those are thoughts I have. But this ties into jealousy because, uh, here, I'll actually read this right here. We were listening to something earlier today, and uh, this is actually a really good point about jealousy. It's not the act that is usually making you jealous and bothering you. It's the meaning you associate with that act that can often cause you to feel jealous. Or upset. Or upset. She can't read my Sorry, he has a doctor handwriting, so sometimes it's hard to read. <laughs> it, it might look messy and uh, illegible, but <laughs> I know what it says. <laughs> but yeah, like, like for example, I mean, think about that again. It, it's usually, it, oftentimes, it's not the act, like, let's say your partner's with somebody and you're trying things out mm-hmm. in your new lifestyle, and it's making you mad. Okay, that's normal. That's understandable. You're not bad or weird for that. Like, don't ever think that. But realize... It's probably, it's highly likely it's not the act that they're doing with the other person, which by the way, you might be doing things with the, with another person too, and they're uh, allowing you to do that. So think about that. But it's often not the act that's bothering you, but the meaning that you give to it. So like, you know, one of the first times we saw swap, you know, I was perfectly, perfectly fine with whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it seemed like I was having too much fun with one of our friends, uh, you got really mad. And it probably it, it wasn't that you were trying to be hypocritical. No. Um, but it was you more not knowing how to handle it. And also, it, it, was, it wasn't the act. The act that I was doing with her, you and I had done a lot. And But it was it was the meaning you gave to it. Like, wow, if he enjoys that too much... What might that lead to? Like you were always told, mm-hmm. he might leave. He me might leave for me her. for her. So that, like the the big demon, the big thing, like at least in our relationship, has always been that. Mm-hmm. Well, also, I know a big part of it too was that we've been married almost seventeen years, and we've just been together until a couple of months ago when we joined the lifestyle. So here we go from. All of a sudden, it's just me and you to now we're playing with other people. And that was the first time that you had done that act with somebody else that wasn't me. So there was, it, yes, the jealousy was there a little bit, but it was also just a huge shock 
Like and the shock factor in my mind, mm-hmm. for me, it has not always it isn't like a light switch where I can all of a sudden I'm totally fine with whatever. Like John, in that case, is that way. He's been great this whole time with whatever I want to try. For me, it's taken me a little bit more time to get there. Yeah, and I'm a jump in the end of the the deep end of the pool kind of guy. You're more of a you know tip you know stick your toe in the in the in the shallow end and get in slowly kind of person. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. They're just different. They're just, just different. opposites. Yeah, I mean because I mean one of the big points of strife that we've had. Um, that we've gotten, thank God we've gotten past a lot of it finally, mm-hmm. was that, you know, I was totally open to the fact that you're a human being with desires. And if you want to try something, as long as you're consenting and comfortable, you can try literally what you want with anybody. Because I recognize you as a fellow respectable human being. It's not like I own you. Like, you're not my property. Instead, we were walking down this path of life together. And we met. And we decided to hold hands and walk each other home to the end of life. Mm-hmm. You know, but as we held hands, that didn't mean we suddenly became one human being. You can't make two human beings become one human being. There was all kinds of fucking problems with that, and it is impossible. You can't make two people become one literal person. And so, like, we had to recognize that, yeah, we're holding hands walking down this path of life. But that doesn't that doesn't stop me from being how I was made and all the things in me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop you from being how different you are than me and how you were made and the things you have inside of you that you want to do and experience. Um, you know, so we have to, we have to give room for each other. Mm-hmm. I just think we were conditioned in our culture and society that there's no room for that. Yeah. And then you wonder, you know, you wonder why more than half of all marriages end in divorce. It probably has something to do with that. Somewhere, I would imagine that's a huge piece. One of the biggest challenges people face when they're new to the swinger lifestyle is finding other like-minded people to connect with and get to know. Because most people don't want others to know they're in the lifestyle. So how can you actually find these people? It's very simple, actually. Just go download our free two-page guide called Swing Easy. It's a free two-page PDF document where we show you three of the fastest and easiest places you can start meeting other couples just like you in the next 24 hours or less, guaranteed. Just click the link in the show notes that says free Swing Easy PDF so you can start connecting with other like-minded couples and making new, fulfilling friendships and connections in the next 24 hours or less. Go click the link and grab it right now before the offer expires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but for us, it was like, how do we bridge that gap? How do we how do we overcome this together? Because it was it was we were having lots of arguments about it at the beginning, because he was totally on board with whatever I wanted to try. But I was having a hard time giving him that same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and then I would feel terrible. Because I'm like, man, why can't I just be like you? I just want to be like you are. <laughs> well, and I wasn't trying to make you feel terrible. Even oh, no, I know. Your own admission. But the 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 thing that start if you're in this situation, you want to be careful and very aware. Because what started happening was because I was so open to let her experience whatever she wanted and free to be. She was free to be her. 
well, I wasn't free to be me because it felt like every time I stepped out and tried to do something, I would get bitched at. So it felt like, okay, there's no, I don't have a leash on her, but it felt like she had a leash on me. And eventually after she got to experience, you know, a great number of things in a lifestyle that she really loved and discovered was exploring sexually, mm-hmm. I would support her, but then I would get yelled at or there would be an argument after every little thing I tried. And I started resenting her greatly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, like we've never really thrown around, around the possibility of divorce or anything like that. But with this, we had never come closer to actually saying things like that. We never considered it. But we had never thrown around the idea so loosely. And one of the reasons, I think at least for me, was that I I, I was wishing that I, that I could be married to someone who loves me, who loves me just as much as I love them, who loves me for me just as much as I love them for them, and allows them. I wish I wanted I wanted to be free to be me in the way that I gave her space to be free to be her. And I would say things like, you know, why can't you just love me the way I love you? Mm-hmm. And I understand she's different. You know, there's there's never there's never any lack of ethics or or anything in our arguing. And we both had good points and we understood that. But like you said, we we're trying to find the place in the middle. Yeah. And, and it's like I couldn't make her think or feel a certain way, no matter how much I explained it. And so for us, I mean, we finally found what works, you know, and, for us. and, and that's for us. So that's, yeah. that's what we found what works for us, but that and could we be rec- different for, that could be different for whoever else is listening right now. Like the, what, we, what our experiences may not be your experience or agreement that works for you guys. So tell them what, what we recently discovered. We didn't seek out to discover it. We were no. just during it. We we're in a playroom with mm-hmm. some other people and afterwards we realized oh that works for us can you explain that just tell tell them tell them what worked because i know you said we discovered what works for us so i know i know the listeners are going well what the fuck worked for you tell us what it is so just very like don't explain the whole situation but just tell them what the answer is and then we can go into it well the answer is (laughs) is that when we're playing we are playing together with somebody so if we're playing, like if one of us wants to play with a lady, we're both playing with that lady together. She's one lucky lady. Like whether <laughs> he's fucking her and she's making out with me or eating me out while John is fucking her, something, we are involved together with it. Yeah. Now, uh, a little before that, uh, a little while before that, we had had another experience where we weren't like playing with the same lady, not the whole time, but there was part of the time where I was with the other lady on the bed Mm -hmm. and you were over on the couch, maybe 10 feet away. That bothered you. Oh yes. Even even 10 feet away. That bothered me way too much. But then she waved you over to us Uh because she was facing you. I wasn't, (laughs) I'll let you imagine what that position may have been. Um, so she waved you over and then started kissing you and you're making out with her. And suddenly it seemed like you were, okay. I mean, cause I was fucking her, um, but you were making out with her at the same time. And even though that, that was like a, a newer thing for you, 
There brand was, new thing. Yeah, very brand new. <laughs> so there's a shock factor. You've mm-hmm. never visually seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever you got involved, whenever you felt like you weren't separate from my experience, yeah, that dramatically helped. And even more recently, when both of us were playing with that one lady, that was the first time we never had an argument on the way home from the club or, the, or that night in bed or the next day. We were just like, fuck, that was hot. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we realized we were both involved with that same person. Yeah. So that is what we've recently found really, really works for us. For us, yes. And like I said, that could be different for you. But yeah. for us, that is what we have found that if we play, if we want to play with somebody, we we are playing with that person together. And that seems to be <clears throat> what works for us. Yeah. You know, and the... I'm not making a broad sweeping generalization because there there are straight women in the lifestyle. I would say in our very limited experience, and if you've been in the lifestyle longer than us, correct us if we're wrong. We're open to that. We're finding about 90 plus percent of the women we meet in the lifestyle are bisexual. Or at least by curious. Or by curious, which, mm-hmm. yeah, which either way, that basically means she's willing to play with both of us. Yeah. Um. As long as there's an attraction, a connection. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as far as like sexual, um, it's not like oh, I don't want to play with another lady because I'm straight, but I'll play with I'll play with you, John. Well, I think I think June might have a little trouble with that at this point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, things might evolve at some point, um, but right now they haven't. So we don't really look for straight ladies, uh, even though I'd be fine with that and I would love that. Um, we don't look for that because that doesn't include both of us. But it seems that the majority, the huge majority of the women we meet in the lifestyle are bisexual. And so it actually works out really well. Yeah. Because we can do something together. And, you know, let's say June doesn't want to play with a guy. Well, she doesn't. Well, that guy can sit out and watch if he wants. Because mm-hmm. a lot of guys, that's their go-to thing. They love watching their wife get pleasured by somebody else or a couple. Oh, yeah. Or... If he's not into that, and you know, we never want any guy to feel left out. Yeah. I know I wouldn't want to feel left out. Mm-hmm. So there, you always have to remember, well, you do have the lady you came here with. Yes. So if me and June are playing with her, well, there's probably something else you can be doing with her too. Or, you know, we can we can tag team in, tag team in, and maybe I'll move and whatever I'm doing, hey, it's your lady, man. You know, so like no one really needs to, to feel left out. Yeah. But uh, remember this, too, about jealousy. Um, In fact, I'm going to have you read that right there. Jealousy can often reveal places within us of weakness or insecurity that we can work on and improve to become better, stronger people. Yeah. So, like, realize wherever you're jealous about something, it may be a place of insecurity or weakness in you. Mm -hmm. and. That's not criticism. We all have that somewhere. Yeah. But take it as like, man, this is a lesson where maybe I can look within myself and I can point out maybe vulnerable spots where I, where the world or people may be able to hurt me. And if I strengthen and fortify those areas and become better at those, I can become a stronger, more protected person and a more understanding person and a less jealous person who understands my spouse and maybe that can lead to, you know, a better relationship and not as much uh, strife or jealousy. Well, not only that, but I also found for us what, what has worked 
is since we went that first time to the club, to the swingers club, we go, we have went every week since then, at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. And I, I, I really feel like, and this might be one of our points, I don't know, but, but, but honestly, like doing that has helped us be around that lifestyle and has made that more comfortable to be around that. You know, like it's doing that has really, I think, helped both of us, especially me, just being around that environment has really helped me come out of my shell and be and be okay with things. Guys, have you found it difficult to get and keep an erection while at lifestyle events? If so, you're not alone and it's common. The new environment and the distractions can contribute to a lack of an erection due to performance anxiety at the very moment you need it the most. I personally ran into this issue early on in the lifestyle and it was super frustrating. But don't worry, there's a solution. If you use our link in the show notes and use the coupon code NEW, N-E-W, at checkout, you'll get $30 off your order of FDA-approved ED medication from Shameless Care so you can get hard and stay hard in the moments that matter most. Don't question your manhood or feel like less of a man ever again. Just click the link in the show notes right now to get $30 off before the promotion ends so you can get back in the game and blow your sex partner's mind. Click the link right now and simply use the coupon code NEW, N-E-W, at checkout. Well, because so much so much of jealousy is rooted in fear. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. Yeah. The thing about facing your fears is most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time when you face a fear and overcome it, you realize, well, damn, that wasn't nearly as <laughs> scary as I thought it would be. Yeah. Well, if you continually get around something that disturbs you or that is, you know, causing jealousy. If, if you just get Trump, instead of opposing it or being afraid, try to get curious about it. Yeah. I'm being dead serious. Mm-hmm. Instead of taking the fear approach, take the curiosity approach. Why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel this way? If I, if I see my husband with someone else, why do I feel this way? If I see my wife doing this with someone else, there's, I mean, just get curious, try to, Try to try to be objective. Try to step back from it and look at it like a researcher, like a scientist. Like, yeah. why are these feelings? Mm-hmm. Well, you might say, well, because that's my spouse. Okay. Well, why does that bother you? Because he or she is mine. Okay. You see him as your property. Not, not criticize. I'm just saying we're taught that in large part in our society. Mm-hmm. Big time. So, well, I'm the only one that's supposed to be doing that. Okay. That's understandable. Like, who taught you that? Well, that's what I was taught growing up. Okay. Is that still valid? Or is it, not only is it still valid, but is it the only way to successfully do things? Um, You have to dig, you know, a couple layers down in your research. You know, ask the question why six or seven times Mm -hmm. with with each thing you find and dig a layer down. Ask why. You just... Because it it gets down to the core of what the real problem is. Yeah. So, now to our three points. We said in this episode we're going to talk about three proven ways to overcome jealousy in the lifestyle. And the reason we called it that is because there are different things that work for everybody. But these three, and there's more than three. But these three in particular, we know have been proven to work for us. Yeah. So if they work for us, 
they can work for other people. Hopefully they can work for you. And if they don't work for you, if these things you're like, well, that doesn't quite fit in right now with where we're at. Okay. Then, then, then ask this question. If these three points don't connect with where you are, which I'm sure they will somewhere. If they don't connect, ask yourself, what lesson can I take away from that and apply to my life? Cause you might get another idea about something to try that could be really helpful, specific to your situation. Not because our, one of our points was so good and relevant to you, but because one of our points maybe gave you an idea that led to that solution that actually works for you. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not afraid that all three of these aren't going to work for anybody because I, I know they will if they'll do them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just so our first point is what. Our first point is talk to others in the lifestyle who have already overcome jealousy. Ask them. People love giving their opinion and feel valued. Yeah. Like a lot of people think when we ask, if, like, oh, go ask that person a question, ask their opinion. We feel like we're bothering them. If you ask, but the truth is, if you ask somebody their opinion about something, especially something like this, mm-hmm. like if you go up to a group of people in the lifestyle and you just start shaking hands and, hey, we're new to this, we have a big question and we really would value your insight. Who's been in the lifestyle the longest in this group? Yeah. And someone's going to go, oh, we have or 20 years, 12 years, five years, three years. Say, well, we value all of your feedback and we have a question. Yeah. What was the biggest thing that helped you overcome jealousy when you got into the lifestyle? And then just shut up. <laughs> yeah. And let them talk. People love giving their opinions. You know what they say about opinions. They're like assholes. Everyone has one. People mm-hmm. love giving their opinions and people feel valued when you ask their opinion because it means you value what they think and who they are. And you know what? I really wanted to overcome that uncomfortableness that I would get. I'd be like, okay, yeah, John, go ahead and do that. And then after he would do it, I would be like, fuck, why did I say yeah? Or I'd just feel really uncomfortable after I said yes. And then we'd have the fights. And then I'm like, oh my God, why am I, why can't I just get past the shit? It's just fucking pissing me off. Well, I did. I asked several different people who I knew had been in the lifestyle longer than we had. I'm like, okay, surely there are some people who have like gotten, who have, who have dealt with the same thing that I am and they've overcome it because they're still in the lifestyle. They're still married. They're still together. So what is it that they've done that can maybe help me get to where they are? Yeah. It's like anything, anything you want in life. Who already has what you want? Who already knows how to do what you want to do and they're doing it successfully? Go ask them. Yeah. Become friends with them. Hell, in the lifestyle, you might even get to play with them. <laughs> if there's an attraction and connection, that's a plus. Mm-hmm. So there was a story that uh, uh, some friends of ours who are in the lifestyle, they, they actually stayed, stayed at, at our house last weekend. And we went to, club and, to the club and everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're from out of state, but they came in. And... They they were one of the first people that gave us an example, um, a story rather, an example of, of how to overcome jealousy. Can can you do you remember what that was? Can you tell us? It had to do with it had to do with like if you own land and hunters want to come on your property. Well, well, it started out with him with with our guy friend. He said he said June. It sounds to me like you're not really jealous necessarily, but more territorial. And I was like, what what do you mean? What's the difference between those two? And so he had kind of said, 
Okay. Okay. Well, territorial is like if a farmer comes on your land and wants to hunt, like a, a hunter want to come on your land to hunt, you want to protect that. You want to know that they're not going to take advantage of, of your property. Yeah, they're going to respect the place. They're not going to destroy it. And and he also contrasted that by, you know, with his definition of jealousy or one definition of it, saying, you know, jealousy is like wanting something else that someone else has. But yeah. he said, but it's your spouse. You already have them. Yeah. So it's not really jealousy. You just, you want to make sure that, you know, what you have is protected and respected. And and obviously we live in a world where some people are just very not respect. They're very much not respectful. Yes. And you have to look out for those people. Mm-hmm. And so that's a valid fear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when they said it's not, maybe not jealousy, but being territorial, that really clicked with you. Oh, absolutely. Because I was like, okay, that, that explains what I'm feeling. Because I'm, I, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, like, I want what, what she has. Well, no, like they, like they said, I already have John. He's, I'm married to him. Happ- you are, you happily. Are, you, are, you already have more than that other lady has. Yeah. So it was just like getting over the initial shocker of it and finding out, you know, what worked for us, which was playing together. But like I, I that made a lot of sense to me. It was territorial, being protective of over him and our relationship and our relationship. Because and not, your fear was that I would leave. Yeah. So it had it wasn't like what they were doing or even being jealous of what they were doing. It was the fact that, OK, I don't want this to mess up what we have. Yeah. And, you know, discovering that big thing that worked for us, I just remembered we didn't discover that by chance. It was the same couple when they were at our house uh, staying over. They told us this. They said, well, June, whenever you feel uncomfortable with what John's doing, just walk over and get involved. Yeah. Like, go get involved because it sounds like you feel like you're separate and disconnected. Well, go get involved. Go start touching him or kissing her or whatever just just walk over and get involved and so that was actually we didn't mean to you know that time where we discovered wow that really works for us but that i realized that was actually come to think of it that was the that was the earlier in that same day they told us that when we were hanging out at the house and that night is when we had that experience where we discovered so we weren't actively thinking about their advice we just sort of did it well, and then we discovered, wow, that really helped. So if you're having trouble with this, well, go get involved with your spouse in whatever they're doing with someone. Mm-hmm. Because then you're a part of it. I mean, just try that. Well, and, and, and here's a backstory about that, too, a little bit, was also that the week before was the first time that John had fucked someone else that wasn't me. And like I said, I was way on the other, you know, side of the hotel room at the party. and. I, I, and they did the whole bait and switch thing. So the part, the guy, the guy was like, Hey, go play with my, go play with my girl. And immediately John, um, no, John walked over there and immediately the dude comes and asks me to play. So it was a kind of a bait and switch thing. And I didn't like that either. And so when that, we we didn't realize it until afterwards. Yes. And if you want to hear that full story, go, go to the episode, I think it's episode two. It's called Guys Don't Be a Fucking Weirdo. Yeah, and we talk about that more in depth <laughs> there. But I'm saying all that to say 
that is when we kind of after the fact that next day or two, um, I think that's when we had said, well, maybe next time when we play together, we should just play together with whoever we want to play with. Like, we'll both play with whatever girl we want to play with. Like, because then we weren't worried about some guy doing that same thing to me again. Yeah. You know, or trying, trying to. Trying to, anyway. Yeah, you told him no. He got all pissed off and walked away. And <laughs> Gave me like, the evil eye the whole rest of the night. <laughs> but, like, you hadn't talked to him. We hadn't talked to him or arranged anything. Mm-mm. Like, that guy had an expectation. He was just going to grab some random lady he thought was hot. And of course she will, because I'm giving my girl to her her, her guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, buddy, that ain't how it works. Yeah. I'm my own person. She's her own person. Mm-hmm. I say yes or no to what I want or don't want, and so does she. Yeah. If she wants something or doesn't, that's up to her. That has nothing to do with me. So that that was kind of what kind of sparked, okay, maybe we need to just play together with the girl. Um, yeah. Because right now I'm pretty much only interested in with girls unless I've gotten to know the guy personally a lot. Um, but for me, like that's kind of what I've been doing a lot more lately is playing with girls, which works out great for both of us because yes, we does. have the same attraction to the same kind of <laughs> women. It turns out my wife and I are into the same kind of women. So it's, it's quite ideal. Yes. And she has higher standards than me as far as, um, um, well, I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to sound mean. She has higher standards than me. So, mm-hmm. um, she, she, she's bringing like, the perfect tens into our relationship. You're and, welcome. Uh, yeah. But you know what else we've learned? I don't want that to sound crass, but no. They're they're most of my life I've I've been very visual only focused if if, she, if a woman fa- passes like the physical appearance test, then I'll be interested more. Uh, since being in a lifestyle, we have played with women who are not my or our ideal Physical attraction. Maybe mm-hmm. they're not in the shape, you know, that, that we are or that we would want them to be. But we've actually discovered other things about many of these ladies Yeah, that are extremely attractive and alluring to us. Yeah. And and uh, you might be listening to this saying, well, duh, you know, they're not just their body. There's way more. I know. But, uh, you know, much of my life, um, I think I've I've thought maybe a little shallow minded um but we are finding there's so many other amazing things about people other than just their body you know where even if they're not like our our ideal body type we're attracted to there are things about certain women again it could be their eyes their personality their seductive sex appeal the way they talk and act their wildness their nurturing aspect or oh, they're just yeah. they're just super sweet people. Yeah. That that the 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 physical thing that I've always judged women on is still there, but it's just not as important and I overlook it a lot more, which I think has led to a lot more beautiful friendships we now have with yeah. people we would never know and fulfilling meaningful friendships we never would have had. Absolutely. And so that's to my own my own admission, you know, we've learned that and I'm better I'm a better person because of that. Me too. Yeah. Because, I mean, last Saturday when we played with with um, someone, you know, that you've... you've a handful. Well... <laughs> there was a few of them. I had I had several hands on me at once at, at one point. Hands, mouths, <laughs> all the above. parts. <laughs> all, all the, the above. above. Yeah. But no, like, um, 
the one person that we played with together that he fucked and she was like kissing on my boobs and making out with me. And then her friend was going down on me at the same time. It was, mm. it was really hot. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was like really amazing. And that wasn't typically our type go person, but like she was so concerned about getting me there because she was eating me out earlier yeah. in the night. So concerned and, and so super sweet. She got you there. She did. She had a little rose vibrator thing as she was eating me out. And I got there quick with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think that was what made the difference. She isn't the typical physical body type that we're usually looking for and attracted to. Yes. Be- but, because she is beautiful. Yes, she is beautiful. Just but, not usually our type. Yes. But what attracted to me her to her the most was because she was she was a beautiful person in the inside as well like she cared about me and wanted me to get pleased like she was so caring yeah and that was hot to me yeah and again, that to me is what made her hot oh yeah totally and she, <laughs> she had a great attitude too oh my gosh yeah and it's just she just all we're saying is she had a different body type than we generally look for um by the way, with body types, everybody has their own attraction. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I mean, just because you know, we we have one go-to. Well, everyone has one go-to. They like a certain body type. Um, she's definitely beautiful, though. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, beautiful hair, beautiful face, beautiful eyes. You know, her body is beautiful. And um, it's just different than what we, we normally thought, because we are so new to this stuff, that we generally look for one kind. And, and when mm-hmm. this one came along, we were like, yeah, we were like, oh, yeah, well, wow, like, hey, she seems like a great lady. And boy, we've learned we learned some things. And we um, did. And th- and that's all I was trying to say was all yeah. was trying to say all all that I was trying to say is just that she wasn't like what I would normally go for. But like, it was amazing because it, it was very surprising that she was hot to me. Yeah, because and I think our standards are kind of changing the yes. more we learn. And, you know, we're, you know, all this to say, we're becoming better people. Yeah. You know, there's a party that, that, that says, oh, my gosh, like, I have I prejudged people my whole life? Like, it's kind of like, that's kind of a terrible thing um, because, like, we learned a lesson there. Yeah, we have. And so, um, yeah, we and we look forward to seeing this, this lady again because yeah. uh, she's a wonderful person. She's beautiful in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she taught us a lesson she didn't know. Yeah, she yeah. did. <laughs> she taught us a lesson like, like, it's like, hey, it's, you know, she might not be exactly what we always physically look for, but boy, she had everything else and then some, and that, and that just made the other thing that we thought we were looking for kind of, kind of drift away a little yeah, bit. Yeah, kind of it, it didn't really matter because she was, oh man, oh my gosh, she was great. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Ooh. Okay, so. Hmm, I'm sweating. <laughs> I wipe I wipe my forehead off off with my my shirt and my pants, but I'm not wearing any. So all that to say, the first point was yeah. to talk to others in the lifestyle who have already overcome jealousy. That was our first point. Yeah, and the second one is to communicate transparently, respectfully, and consistently with your partner. Communicate transparently, respectfully, and consistently. Be honest. Talk with honesty in a respectful way. Yeah. Don't not 
not with a bitchy tone or mad. You're just going to cause the other person to want to want to defend themselves, and it's going to go nowhere. Oh, yeah. But communicate transparently, meaning be honest. Don't hold back. But present it respectfully. And then make sure you're doing this consistently. You know, always take that respectful but clear approach. And try to see your partner's perspective objectively. Try to see, like, try to take yourself out of the equation as being affected mm-hmm. by what they like or what they want to try. Try to see them, their perspective on what they say they want. And really try to put yourself in their shoes because when you can understand another person's perspective genuinely, honestly, you're going to have a lot better time talking. It's going to be a lot more calm, not as many yelling arguments and strife and resentment and yeah, all bit all things bad that can come from that. Mm-hmm. So, I've I've personally had to work on that. <laughs> no, and you have, and I've tried to be patient. And other times, I've lost my patience with you. I'm like, I am so patient with you. Why can't you? But we work through it. It's, it's, yeah, it's been a growing process. That's for sure. Yeah, but just. You know, understand, I think, again, a big piece is seeing your your spouse as a human being that is separate from you. They're Mm -hmm. a separate human. Yeah. And when you understand that, you know, they they have a right to be who they are, even if it's not the same as you. Mm -hmm. Because you have the right to be who you are, even if you're not the same as them. So, step three. Time in practice breeds familiarity, and familiarity breeds contentment. Okay, time, so that was kind of like what time, I had mentioned. A little bit. Time and practice breeds familiarity, and familiarity breeds contentment. Here's the deal. Here's here's this summed up. The more you get around the lifestyle and try little things incrementally, little by little, tiptoeing forward together if you need, the more you do that, the more content you're going to become with things. Mm-hmm. Like June said, we go once, sometimes twice a week to the club. Yeah. We're meeting people. We're trying things with each other with other people uh, that we meet and connect with and have a, a good connection with. And at first it was a lot more uncomfortable than yeah. it now is because now there's certain friends we'll be in a room with all naked and playing. And there's like no, it's, there's no issue like there was in the beginning. Yeah. Insecurity or who are these people? Do I need to look out for you as much? You know, if we're in a room of people with men I've never met, it's hard for me to focus and enjoy myself. Because I'm naturally looking out for you, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's just part of you know my my duty as your husband. But the more you get around something, the more content you get with it, and more, the more okay you become with it, and you learn things about yourself. Mm-hmm. Again, this whole thing is very evolving. Oh yeah, absolutely. And what kink you have now may not be the kink that you have later. Yeah, be careful saying, "Oh, I will never try that." I mean, maybe you won't. Well, I never thought I would say, oh, I would love for another woman to go down on me. Mm. And that was my, at the beginning, there was no way I wanted somebody doing that to me or me doing that to someone else. Now, I've not done that to someone else yet, but it's definitely on my list. And John's going to teach me how to do that first before I try (laughs) to do that on someone. (laughs) Listen, listen, grasshopper. (laughs) Pay attention. Teach me your ways. Jedi, Jedi (laughs) pussy eater. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, like, just to recap these, uh, we don't want this to go too long, but we want it to be complete and practical to help you. Consider all we've said. If you're not listening to this episode with your spouse and you've gotten in the lifestyle or you're new to it, listen to this with them. Yeah. And have a discussion 
pause this and talk about different points that feel relevant to you. Mm -hmm. Have discussions afterwards. Talk to each other. Find out, figure out what works for you and what doesn't. What was relevant, what wasn't. And just take your next baby steps forward. So we said the three tips, the three proven ways to overcome jealousy in the lifestyle. Three, just three of many. One was talk to other people in the lifestyle who have already overcome jealousy. Mm -hmm. Ask them. Take their advice into consideration. All of it may not work, but a lot of it probably will. And think to yourself, how can we apply that to where we are right now? So talk to others in the lifestyle. Number two is communicate transparently and respectfully and do it consistently. And try to to see uh, from your partner's perspective, objectively, try to put yourself in their shoes as you're talking. Because again, if you argue a bunch, if it turns into... You know, you against them, then it's just ego pitted against ego. It almost always never goes anywhere good. Mm-hmm. So, again, talk then, to others. What's that? And I was just going to say number three. Yeah. So, talk to others in the lifestyle who have overcome jealousy. Communicate transparently, respectfully, and consistently. And then number three. Time and practice breeds familiarity. And familiarity. familiarity. My yeah. handwriting's bad. <laughs> and that breeds contentment. Yeah. So just doing, Get a, getting around that environment more consistently will be very helpful. Yeah. Get around it consistently and tiptoe gradually in whatever direction you are going and do it together. So go do these three things together, starting with step one, which is talking to other couples in the lifestyle who've already overcome jealousy. Go ask them. That is your one action to do this week, today. Before you go to bed, if you know anybody, go talk, help put on the calendar mm-hmm. for by the, you know, by this day or at this day at this time, we're going to talk to so-and-so or any couple in the lifestyle who has gotten past jealousy so we can get their advice. Yeah. So talk to another lifestyle couple who both have already successfully dealt with jealousy. Thanks for listening to the new swingers podcast. Do you have a question about the swinger lifestyle or an issue you're struggling with? Send us an email at newswingerspodcast at gmail.com. Newswingerspodcast at gmail.com. And there's a good chance we may anonymously feature and discuss your question so it can be helpful for you as well as other listeners. Just send us an email at newswingerspodcast at gmail.com.